This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. I have a special guest on today, Kevin Creasy, who is our, uh, he is the number one football coach in the state of Tennessee. And it's it's my understanding that, Kevin, that uh, all the coaches on, on, on the, the college scale are just itching to get you right now. <laughs> I, I don't know about all that, but... <laughs> They, they should th- be. I mean, you you have done a remarkable job over at Oakland with with the state championships and and, and, and the drive to become the best uh, school uh, in football across the state of Tennessee. Well, we are definitely working on it every day. But those college coaches, they're smart. They're they know I don't make a single tackle or a single touchdown. So at least they're coming after some of our players and trying to get them on the team. So that's good. Thank you very much for my Oakland shorts and shirts and things like that. Uh, I, I would put them on here, but uh, I, I, don't, uh, I don't have any place to go and change right now. <laughs> well, but, I tell you, I believe they fit perfect. Uh, I expect to see you in them next time I run into you. Actually, I will ha- I'll have them on this afternoon. You going to go work out? I, I worked out this morning. Okay. But they look so good uh, that I, I'm probably going to uh, uh, wear them at a couple of the restaurants this afternoon. Absolutely. They're good enough to wear at a restaurant. Uh, I don't know about church, but definitely a fine dining restaurant. You could wear those in there and uh, get a lot of people's attention. You, you, you don't know me in church. See, <laughs> uh, my my. My church is Church of Christ, and we uh, we're out at uh, uh, on the south side, and it's a country church, and I have been wearing just comfortable clothes since I've been going there, and I've noticed that I must have started a um, a style in dress going to churches because I've noticed a lot of the other guys are starting to wear just uh, comfortable, you know, down to earth, no ties, no, I, I have no dress clothes whatsoever left in my closets. Well, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Well, let me tell you something. When you get my age and you've been in the football thing for so long and I played football, I can tell you getting around is not easy. <laughs> I mean, everything in your shoulders, uh, all, all those impact plays that you've made over the years, it it's, it takes its toll. Catches up, but it's worth it, isn't it? 
I the, think it is. Yes. There's nothing like football to to reach out to the young people. Uh, you become more structured in, in that particular sport, don't you? And it carries on throughout your life. It does. It brings with it, you know, a certain discipline, uh, a certain aspect of teamwork. You know, sacrifice all those things that are going to help these guys later in life, where they can look back and say, you know, I've been here before, and uh, you know, I've overcome some obstacles and uh, got through it, and ended up better, you know, when it was all said and done. So, we hope uh, that carries with them a lot of lessons, you know, through football the rest of their life. Yeah, and uh, I've got a text. I don't know who this guy is, but. Uh He's saying that uh, he's the only listener we've got today. W- would you have a, any idea who that would be? No idea. Well, do you know Terry Hodge at all? I do. I know him uh, pretty good, pretty good. Glad to, glad to hear he's tuning in. Yeah. Well, he's the one that told me that I have to go out and get the clothes that I ordered from him. Uh, I believe it through you mm-hmm. uh, and his wife, uh, and uh, um, he told me that you would not bring my clothes to me, and, and the ones that I ordered and paid for. Right, he is—he's mistaken. That guy's wrong. I delivered. Sometimes he gives inaccurate statements along the way, but uh, you have a son that's playing right now. I or do. will be when the right. season opens up. He's going to be a freshman. That's right. Oh, wow. Yeah. That doesn't seem possible. It doesn't. No, it doesn't seem possible. Now, uh, do the freshmen, do you kind of shy away from playing freshman uh, uh, on the varsity? Because I remember uh, our uh, coach did not want anybody playing as a freshman, although he did have one. Right. Um, you know, when I was at a smaller school, we played a freshman or two, but it was very rare, you know. And, and now that we have 100 players on varsity, it's, you know, even more rare. Yeah. Uh, we do have a couple freshmen that are really good. Uh, we even have one freshman. He's six foot seven, 300 pounds. Good night. So eventually. Are you listening, the- Coach, from UT? <laughs> Well, eventually he is going to play varsity. It's just uh, he's got to catch up. You know, yeah. he's a couple years behind, you know, learning plays and learning how we practice. And, and you know, in the weight room, he's got to get a little stronger. Yeah. But we've got a couple that are – they look ready. Uh, now, I always heard that for every freshman that you play, you know, every freshman that you start, you can count that as how many losses you're going to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so – the inexperience usually catches up, but what we do is our freshmen have their own schedule. They've got their own coaching staff. Yeah. Uh, last two years, they've gone undefeated. Uh, they've won the county championship. And then after their season, which is about Halloween, about week 10, uh, we pick about a dozen of them. You know, there's usually 30 to 40 players, and we pick about 12 uh, that want to come up, you know, some of them have basketball that's about to start, so they'll go on to basketball, stuff like that. Uh, but if they want to come up, we'll invite about a dozen of them up, and then they'll practice with us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
you know, it's good for them because sometimes they get in some ball games, but they really get to see how we practice and how those older guys practice, and they really get to see the in- intensity of practice during the playoffs. That's, that's, that's a big change. Uh, what would you say the maturity age usually is for a football player? Probably the end of their sophomore year. You know, mm-hmm. that's we always say if they make it past their sophomore year, they won't ever quit. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them quit playing football as freshmen, but even more of them quit as sophomores uh, because, again, they go from big fish and little pond to little fish and big pond, and they're at the bottom of the rung, you know, bottom of the, the depth chart. And so sophomores a lot of times question whether they should put all that time into it or not. Uh, so if we ever get them past that sophomore year, they're usually pretty tough and they usually have pretty good outlook on what it takes to be a you know pretty successful football player. So they usually grow up when they're about 16, 17 years old. The mentality of a football player is different than any other sport, isn't it? You... you uh... You have to really reach down and get a hold of yourself when when you're playing against uh, some guys in a um, in a sport that contact uh, severe contact is going to be happening almost every day. Right, it is different. Uh, you know, it's comparable to uh, you know wrestling as far as you know one on one combat, uh, but it's eleven one on one battles at the same time. You know, that's what we we have to have 11 one-on-one battles all going at the same time, all for, you know, 48 minutes. So yeah. it, it is a little different. Do you, do you have, since you have been at the top of the level in, in high school football, uh, I'm sure you're getting a lot of attention from the universities across the country. And, have you ever seen anything like what's going through with you right now as as far as the talent level and the coaching level that we've got right here in Middle Tennessee? No, not really. I, I do think it's got a lot to do with, you know, this part of the state really growing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back in the day, somebody would just drive through Nashville and try to recruit, you know, a couple hours. Now they'll stay a couple of days and some of them stay a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good for, you know, all of our surrounding schools and our counties uh, because when they're looking at our guys, obviously on film is everybody else too. So uh, that's what we always tell our guys, you know, whenever one of our guys gets a lot of attention from a college, that's a good thing because you're on the same film that he's on and the yeah. colleges are watching that film. So, yeah, there's been a lot of, of uh, prospects that have uh, got a lot of recognition. I know I look at how good some of our guys have done. Woody Washington is going to be a sophomore, and he's going to start for Oklahoma. Wow. Oklahoma is a top-five school in the nation. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, you look at Jacoby Stevens. You know, he just got drafted. You know, he signed a contract with the Eagles. Uh, Caleb Oliver just graduated from Georgia Tech. He's got one year left, and he's going to be a grad transfer, and he's yet to decide where he's going to go, but he'll end up going to another big school and starting on defense for somebody for a fifth year. It's just amazing to look around and see 
uh, all the guys that have had success, and they're all from this area. That's yeah. what's awesome. And it's not just our school. It's other schools, too. Uh, but, you know, like I said, once they graduate, it's easy to cheer for a kid from Rutherford County. Yeah. And you have to keep on your toes all the time with all these great players coming up year after year. Uh, you have to stay at the top level uh, to be successful around here. That's true. I mean, it's uh, a good problem to have whenever you have a lot of talent. You know, you've got to figure out a way to uh, spread the wealth. I guess you could say, you know, there's only one football and there's about – 10 people that think they need it ever play so you got to figure out how to handle that and uh we think uh you know preaching our culture about being a good teammate and uh being unselfish we think uh that's going a long way because we've had some really great players come through that probably did deserve the ball a little bit more but they did what was best for the team and you know you don't see that very often (laughs) that's not always the case anymore but uh, it, it has the camaraderie on on the Oakland Patriot team is unbelievable. Uh, how they stand up with each other, and and uh, if one of them gets injured, then all the players will come around and and, and try to uh, uh, urge him on that everything's going to be okay and things like that. Uh, when you have a team that sticks with each other, it makes them even better, doesn't it? It does, you know, and you could tell they got each other's back. Uh, we had a camp the other day. UT Martin was going to have their camp at Brentwood High School, and it was uh, rain in the forecast, so they came over to our place, and you know, because we have an indoor. Mm-hmm. And uh, funny thing was, we had so many of our players sign up for that camp because it was at our home field, and the guys that didn't sign up, they were out there cheering our guys on. Wow. And, you know, the Martin coaches really noticed that and, you know, bragged on our kids for supporting each other. And, you know, that's the thing about it. When we're practicing and we're competing against each other, we feel like good competition makes you even better as a player, better yeah. as a person. But whenever it's time to support each other, our guys do a good job. And, you know, they're a tight-knit bunch. And our coaching staff, I believe our coaching staff's a tight-knit bunch. Most of us yeah. have been together, you know, the whole time I've been here. So that's – uh that's a big plus whenever you can have consistency with keeping coaches. I think that's a big deal, too. You know, there's so many rules in sports today, and especially with football. And uh, when when a coach wants to come and and look, look at some of your uh, players, do you have to stay completely out of that, or can you get involved in um, – you know, relating back to their questions and things like that. Yeah, you know, usually they try to get a coach involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm not risking my life in driver's ed, then they'll talk to me. Uh, <laughs> but if I'm out on the road somewhere, you know, they'll talk to Coach Jackson or Coach Dobbs, which is our weight room coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are rules against talking to uh, kids that aren't, you know, going to be seniors yet. So they can't really – talk to those younger kids yeah uh but they'll oftentimes you know ask us questions and you know they'll talk to us ask us a hundred things about a hundred different things you know trying to figure out what kind of kid they're recruiting you know what kind of competitor what kind of athlete what kind of student Mm -hmm. you know what kind of character they have 
and then of course they want to figure out what they can do to you know kind of recruit them a little bit better you know who makes the decisions in the household who do they need to get on the phone with you know the mom the dad the the grandmother you know who's running the show and who's going to help junior make that decision so it's uh really interesting to sit back and watch you know the different styles and different personalities of coaches but in the end you know you can see why certain programs are where they are they have really good recruiters yeah uh you don't always get to see those guys practice and coach and all that stuff but you get to see them recruit and you understand that's why they get some of the best players around i have noticed that um the the probably the top four or five teams especially the one and two teams i have a big um I, I guess they have an advantage over a lot of the other schools because every kid wants to play for the best. And um, I remember back years ago that uh, the the kids wanted to play for their home state school. Right. And, and with TV and everything else and, and the terrible announcers that are in, <laughs> in sports today uh, – a lot of that has changed, and uh, for for whatever reason, uh, I guess they think that they're going to get noticed more, maybe playing for a a the top schools in, in the country, because it seems like they all want to go to that next level in the NFL. Um, do any of the players just sit down and talk to you and say, uh, I would I would like these uh, questions answered what do you think will be best for me coach right because they they put a, a lot of stock in the things that you have to say yeah i usually tell them i'm the last person they need to ask because mm -hmm. i i really don't want <laughs> don't want them to come back and blame it on me you know yeah. if they're going to be yeah. homesick or miserable but you know if them uh and their families you know, are kind of stuck, yeah. uh, then I'd be happy to kind of sit down and just give them the pros and cons that I see on both, you know, schools they're trying to choose from. Yeah. I try to stay out of it as much as possible. I've never, like, told a kid to lean a certain way. But uh, if they do have questions, I can't answer them. I want them to ultimately make the decision, you know, because it affects their family directly, and they're the ones that are going to have to be there used to be there four or five years now with the transfer rule i guess they can uh go and if they don't like it they can move but uh at the end of the day i think it's uh it's one of those deals where i used to love it when you know all the tennessee kids stayed in state yeah and uh you could cheer them on you know even if it was memphis vanderbilt tennessee whatever it was always cool to see people from tennessee uh making plays and um, I think that TV contracts have kind of changed recruiting a little bit. You know, yeah. of course, the Internet's made it where you can recruit nationwide without leaving your office. But a lot of kids know that they can go out and play, you know, four or five states away, and their parents can turn on the tube and their friends can turn on the tube and, and watch them basically every week. I mean, the, there's a lot of schools that are on TV every single week. And, uh, you know, a lot of that goes with being one of the top schools. And yeah. uh, that's what we've always said. You know, if we could uh, just uh, maintain being uh, 
toward the top of of the uh, of the list of schools in Tennessee. You know, it'll help us put fans in the seat. It'll help us, uh, you know, sell a good product. And whenever somebody moves into Murfreesboro, maybe they'll want to come to our school and stuff like that. And that's the same thing colleges are doing there. They're trying to sell out stadiums. They're trying to get the best kids to move to their school. And, uh, you know, you can see the results. It's always the same bunch that are in the top five, it seems like. There's always yeah. Alabama, always Ohio State. You know, Oklahoma's been in there. Uh, you just got to you got to see what they're doing and, and see what you can do to, to break into that. And then there's some schools that are trying to break into it. You know, the Georgias and the Floridas are always trying. And I, I think Tennessee has a chance, but they've uh, still got an uphill battle. they got a ways to go. Yeah. Well, see, I grew up in the days that Tennessee was powerful. They really were. And some of the greatest football players that ever played the game were from Tennessee. And uh, – uh, you you don't remember the Doug Atkinsons and and all that bunch that that were just so much better than any of, any of the other players. But it it, it really you look at uh, uh, guys. I know you want me to take a break, but let me get this out of my my out of my head. Uh, that the, the we love most of us grew up in, in this state pulling for UT. But because uh, of they were the home school, you know, University of Tennessee. That's that's a home school for us. So we grew up with it, and and we, our parents would take us to to the games, and and um, uh, it, it's it's just been one generation after another that you pull for the school, and I, I, I have a hard time believing that 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 doesn't exist anymore i believe it still does uh, uh when you play for uh, i remember when you do when peyton manning decided to go to ut instead of uh, mississippi oh they they were threatening his family and everybody else down in mississippi because the they were um they were traitors to that state i mean it was a big big deal and and now since Peyton Manning had, had had become so successful at UT and then then only in the pros, he still has a, a a love like anybody that would have been born in the University of Tennessee would love this state, and he does all those uh, particular special things for Tennessee. He, right. he comes to to the uh, games where uh, people will notice him and notice his support for the the University of Tennessee. That's what I, my hope is, that one of these days, uh, just about every state will have that particular feel rather than an, an individual who is looking out for himself rather than looking out, you know, like like they were in Mississippi. Don't be a traitor to, to oh. your state. Now, I've, I've said all I'm going to say, and we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Kevin Creasy. Get your good neighbor events to us in writing two weeks before they occur. We'll put them on the radio and the Internet. WGNS, AM, FM, and online. Congratulations. You've retired. You might not be going into the office anymore, but you're finding that between the cleaning, the laundry, the lawn care, all of your home maintenance chores, you're still putting in a day's work every day. 
By moving to Adams Place Independent Living, the staff takes care of all that for you. Go to adamsplace.org to learn more or find us on Facebook, Adams Place. Hi, this is Lisa Halliburton with Bell Jewelers. Since everyone's going to be traveling, we carry Rembrandt charms, and they make charms from all over the world and in the United States. So when you get back from your fun trip, come in Bell Jewelers, and we can show you charms that will help commemorate that fun trip. Hi, this is Lisa Halliburton with Bell Jewelers, 821 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro, across the street from Toots Restaurant. Are you looking for some good used furniture? Well, today's your lucky day. Steered Straight 2 Furniture and Thrift is now open. We're on Mercury Boulevard across the street from Dirt Cheap. Our website is steeredstraightthriftstore.org. That's S-T-E-E-R-E-D straightthriftstore.org. We have lots of used furniture at great prices along with items for only a dollar. Come on by to our newest location where every purchase has a purpose and where every donation matters. We're on Mercury Boulevard across the street from Dirt Cheap. It's about that time again for the 54th Annual Murfreesboro Antique Show and Sale coming up July 16th through the 18th. $7 gets you in all weekend as you shop custom furniture, fine linens, paintings, pottery, and much, much more. Parking is free and food and beverages are available for purchase inside the venue. Catch all the action this year at the Middle Tennessee Expo Center on 1660 Middle Tennessee Boulevard in Murfreesboro. Your next great find is waiting for you at the 54th Annual Murfreesboro Antique Show and Sale July 16th through the 18th. In retirement, it's all about income, your money, making money, and you're not spending down your principal. That's the way we do it at Retirement Income Solutions. So if you're spending down your principal or your money's not making money, keeping you ahead of inflation, check us out today at risolutions.net, risolutions.net. And make sure to join us Saturdays at noon and Sunday afternoons at 1 for Retirement Income Solutions Radio with Nathan Cox and Lindsay Cotter. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Dozens of new laws will go to effect on Tennessee Thursday, including permitless carry legislation. The bill allows Tennesseans 21 and over and members of the military 18 and over to carry open or concealed handguns without a permit. The constitutional carry law also increases penalties for gun-related crime. Crews from Rutherford County Fire and Rescue were dispatched to the Middle Point Landfill 820 Tuesday. A large backhoe caught fire while an operator was working it. Firefighters quickly extinguished the blaze and no injuries were reported. As you say, the cause of the fire? Equipment malfunction. City of Murfreesboro ready to use police body cameras. Finances are already approved to outfit officers with the cameras. But city manager Craig Tyndall told News Radio WGNS the police department will formulate a plan to properly introduce the new body cameras. We also have to prepare for the judicial side to handle the information that's coming in. There's a lot of video that's created by those cameras and that needs to be reviewed. So we have to work with our county attorney's office and the uh, prosecutor's office to make sure that our the defense, you know, the public. Public Defender's Office to make sure that they're able to handle the information that's coming in. The cameras are costing the police department a little over $300,000 and will likely be implemented within the next 12 months. Rutherford County Schools have been named the recipient of a new state-funded innovative high school grant that will result in additional opportunities for students. Valued at more than a million dollars, the grant will reimagine the use of time, space, partnerships, and modes of learning for student success. The grant calls for three facilitator positions, including career coaches at Riverdale and Laverne High Schools 
and a work-based learning facilitator serving high schools district-wide. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Hey, gentlemen, it's Scott. Make your health a priority with a quick and easy health assessment at Low T Center. You know, they exclusively specialize in men's wellness, and they follow strict medical guidelines for your health and safety. And they are one of the leading men's medical providers in the entire country. Low T Center has literally reinvented the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone. It all starts with an annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment so you know all of the numbers important to your health. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, notice weight gain and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center can determine the cause and help. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for $135 a month, self-pay, or covered by most health insurance. Book your annual wellness exam today. Go to LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. We'll see a few spotty showers and thunderstorms at times this afternoon. Partial sunshine develops a high in the low 90s. Winds out of the southwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 76. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Popcorn, pop fresh daily. Their movie hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with Coach Kevin Creasy. Once you hit the top level, people expect you to be there every year, don't they? They do. They do, yes. Is that unreasonable or just... Just Kevin Creasy, the name Kevin Creasy, and the name Oakland High School, does that just does that generate more talent uh, as far as uh, people wanting to be, like in, in college, people want to be at Alabama or, or Clemson or something like that. Do people want to be at Oakland High School? I, I would think that the, the answer to that would be yes. I, I think they do. You know, I uh, like I said, there's nothing wrong with having high expectations. It's, yeah. you know, really tough to to be at the top all the time. And mm-hmm. uh, we've never repeated. You know, that's our challenge this year. We've never repeated as champions. And 
uh, we think that's a huge challenge. But, yeah, we, uh, like I said, we have people moving into town and uh, coming over to Oakland. And it's it's simple, you know, it's parents. Parents are the ones that want the best for their kids. And, you know, with the Internet, they can just type in Oakland High School and see what the record was. And mm-hmm. a lot of times they're looking to see, you know, who graduated and if there's a starting spot available. So, you know, it's it's just parents. They, uh, they kind of move around and do these kind of things where they try to do what's best for their kids, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, so it's... Like I said, it's one of those things we've had to deal with. Didn't really have to deal with that at Trousdale. Not a lot of people were moving in there and stuff like that, and there was only one school. But, you know, you got so many different schools in Murfreesboro, you know, to choose from. And, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of kids playing multiple sports. So it's uh, definitely a good problem to have when, you know, you got people trying to get in the door and, and, and get on your team. Yeah, because. You have to have people who can block. You have to have people who can run and and receive passes and things like that. How often do you get a really gifted kid that can come in and do everything that you need and just has that blinding speed, you may say? (laughs) Well, those are rare, you know, but, uh, you know, every once in a while somebody like that can show up and – makes you look like a whole lot smarter coach when when you have somebody like that on the team i have i have seen you coach a number of times and nobody's going to get the best of kevin i (laughs) i I can tell you that and and you when odd things happen you're you're ready to respond to whatever it is Uh, is are there any other particular coaches i guess maybe this i don't want to put you on the spot that are pretty tough to coach against oh yeah yeah no doubt there's a this whole county has great coaches uh, yeah. you know a lot of it depends on the talent level you know uh we're really good at oakland because we have really a lot of talent you know and to the coaches credit you know especially the assistant coaches they they deal with that talent is you know not always the most talented team wins yeah. uh so there's a lot to be done besides just coaching football and, and X's and O's. You know, it's uh, uh, building relationships with kids and, and getting them to trust you and get them to work hard and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I think everybody in this whole county works hard. I think all the coaches in this county uh, can get on a board and uh, show you X's and O's that are as good as anybody around. Yeah. Uh, we've We've run into a lot of tough opponents, especially in the playoffs. Uh, you know, it's kind of one of those deals in the playoffs. Uh, it's win or go home. So you see a lot of people's best effort, and you see some of their best game plans. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people throughout the state, both East East Tennessee, West Tennessee, and Middle Tennessee, that we have a lot of respect for. I have seen it change uh, through the decades of maybe West Tennessee had, had, had a population of some really great players especially in the memphis area and things like that but i also remember when east tennessee was very strong and now things have 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 gone two-thirds circle because it seems like middle tennessee seems to be the best area for the athletes it it does it kind of goes in cycles you know there was one year where you know there wasn't a single middle tennessee team that won the state championship 
And uh, then there was a year where a lot, a lot of East Tennessee teams did really well. And then, like I said, a lot of Memphis teams won the championship one year. So it does. It kind of goes in cycles. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of parity as far as uh, 6A football. I think there's a lot of schools uh, that there's just a field goal difference between them. Yeah. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of good ball games this upcoming year. As we become more populated and building more and more schools, uh, do new high schools and uh, in, in middle schools, in, in a way, do they kind of give you more of a problem? Because if if the parents are living in a certain area, then more than likely their kids are going to have to go to that new high school or middle school. But... Uh, do do you get a if if you've been playing at a school for two or three years, do you kind of get a waiver from that, or how does that really affect you? You know, um, the past what was it? Maybe two years ago, there was a new rezoning because Rockvale opened up. Yeah, and I think they kind of grandfathered in some of the juniors that were going to be seniors. Mm -hmm. And then the young guys, they pretty much had to go to another school. Um, you know, even if it was a little brother, yeah. you know, you had to request to stay, and that wasn't a guarantee. Uh, so uh, the rezoning definitely can affect you. You know, we had uh, one particular school that ended up with a bunch of our kids, wow. like 16 of them. Ooh. And it hurts when you've put a lot of time and effort, uh, invested a lot of hours into a player, and they end up not only at another school but at your rival school. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember looking across in the playoffs. We played a rival school across the county, and four of their starters played for me two years ago. Uh-oh. Yeah, one of them was on a uh, starter for the state championship team as a sophomore. So uh, – you know, that's part of the uh, population boom. You know, it helps, you know, when new players move in and, you know, you, you have more to choose from. But then at the same time, you've got to build new schools and those lines are always changing. And, mm -hmm. and it, it definitely affects uh, schools in different ways. Do parents look into that like, I want my kid to play at the uh, – the best school in in football in 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 this area because it seems like sports has a big draw for parents when they're they're looking for the right avenues for their kids to go to and and it just like the magnet schools the magnet schools are big draws for for the education process a lot of the parents want their kids to go to the magnet school because they're 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 so successful uh, in the classroom. Um, are are we seeing a lot of that kind of shift over to the sports area? Well, maybe somebody's uh, some kids are great at basketball or baseball or or football. That does that play into it at all? It does, and. Like I said, it's it's parents. Parents want what's best, and yeah. you know, like I said, you'll see a parent drop a couple thousand dollars on a travel baseball team. You know what I'm saying? It's just I see one that of the, all the time. It's that mentality of, 
you know, we're going to do whatever we can to make our kids successful. And we've seen parents sell their house and buy another house just so they'd be zoned in our area, you know. So uh, when people, you know, first thing, I hate moving, much yeah. less selling and buying. Me too. Uh, but somebody's willing to sell their house and buy something, you know, because you can't just go to any school you want to. Yeah. you got to be zoned for that school. So they would go through the trouble of that, and, you know, I just tell them that, Little Johnny better understand the sacrifices that his family have made to pick up and move and uh, to get another house. Uh, that's a big deal. And so they better be successful because they've put a lot of time and money and effort into uh, giving them opportunities, you know. And so uh, if they're going to give uh, their kid an opportunity like that, they better take full advantage of it. But, you know, we talk about a lot of these transfers. I know that the DNJ loves writing about transfers, this, that, and the other. But at What's the end DNJ? of the day, you know, at the end of the day, our roster, you know, 94% of our roster is from Oakland Middle School. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have four or five really good kids every year from St. Rose, you know. So, um that's Most, a big plus for you, isn't it? Oh, yeah. A major plus. We love it. Yeah, absolutely. Little bitty St. Rose has always had trouble, you know, fielding a team because they have 17, 18 players. But we've had some really good players. Our quarterback last year was a St. Rose product. He uh, grew up, played ball for them, and next thing you know, you know, they go to eighth grade and they're looking for a school to go to. And I'm sure he had a few – People reach out to him uh, to stay in a private school setting, and mm -hmm. he uh, lived in our zone and ended up helping us out greatly by sticking with us and, and uh, coming through. And, and like I said, we've had some really good players, but just St. Rose, Oakland Middle School, uh, we got a few kids from Buchanan, you know, uh, but most of our kids are homegrown, and uh, that's, that's the ones that we do, you know, we feel like we get the most out of. Mm-hmm. Well, you're, you're so high up as far as uh, having the best kids uh, to play and the best coaches, which they, they have to work together. I mean, you, you, you can't have one without the other. So uh, when, when these people are moving in from California, New York, they're all, so many of them are wanting to come to Middle Tennessee. Uh and they look at the talent level at Oakland. Uh, is that a major draw for you? Or are the kids just so um, um, high in the level of having all the physical abilities and, and, uh, and they have been coached for ever since middle school all the way up to the level they are now. Um, are you guys almost too good to draw those kids in here? Well, you, you see it. Like I said, a lot of times uh, they'll come in, you know, looking to see what, you know, not just what the best sports program is, but maybe, you know, how the school is academically. I think yeah. our school does a great job with that. Yes. Uh, so it's academics and athletics. And, of course, you know, you want to live in a good neighborhood. I think there's a lot of great neighborhoods in the Oakland Zone to choose from. Uh, 
but then at the same time, you know, there's always the fact that some of them may think that they're not good enough to play and they'll go to another school and, and try to, you know, get a starting position right away, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of times it may be your junior, senior year before you, you start at Oakland. Yeah. Uh, so parents realize that too. And, and so uh, they they are constantly looking around. And like I said, some of them are studying those rosters pretty good and yeah. do their homework. And, you know, if they're going to move like that, it's understandable. But a lot of times, you know, we had a kid move in from Texas the other day. He didn't know anything about our football program. He just was moving and found a place to rent. And, you know, mom got a job up here. And so next thing you know, he's enrolling. And the guidance counselor was like, hey, we got a guy, you know, said he played football down in Texas. And so we went and met with him. He's, uh, you know, getting it, got to get his physical and all that stuff. Uh, but, you know, they just happened to roll in and, you know, be zoned for our school. And, didn't do any homework about it, you know, just happened to be moving in. And, and we told them, you know, what, what, what kind of record we had last year. And they were really, really tickled to death to be a part of it. So it was, oh, a, it was a good deal. Well, I think you're competitive with any school in the nation, any high school. That, that's obvious. And, and the talent level here is just unbelievable. If I was a, a, a father of, of one of those kids that, that I felt like was at a high level, I think I would want to talk to you. Do you ha- do you have a lot of that? Because I can remember when I was in that uh, my other job, people would actually call me from other states and say, uh, ask me about uh, the high schools here and the and, and the entire school uh, uh, situation, and, and and they would want to know about the safety of each individual uh, community here in, yeah. in Rutherford County. That's a major plus. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, great city, great place to live, great place to raise a family. But, you know, I, parents, they, they, I don't know if they try to reach out to me or not because I, I never hear from them. I've got my director of football operation, Miss Hodge. She's answering phone calls <laughs> all the time. Luckily, I don't even have a phone at the field house. And any calls to me, most of the time, it's a salesperson anyway. But if it's a parent or something, they know that, They've got to direct them to uh, to the guidance office. That's the yeah. rule. And, uh, you know, if it's a parent that's complaining, it usually goes on up the ladder to the principal or something. But uh, nine times out of ten, it's a salesperson. But Miss Hodge does a good job of kind of uh, whittling out which ones need to go to guidance, which ones go to the principal, and which ones they tell them that I'm out of the country. Yeah. Well, the, the hardest thing she has to do is keep Terry straight. Bless Absolutely. his heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, when is your first day of practice? It's going to be in two weeks uh, from yesterday. Uh-huh. I think it's the uh, I think it's the 12th, maybe. might be the 10th. 10th mm-hmm. or 12th. Monday morning, uh, 7 a.m., we'll mm-hmm. crank up. and uh, We're only in helmets so far. Uh, we've got to get kind of acclimated to the heat for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll move on up to helmets and shoulder pads, and then we'll be in full pads. And by the end of July, we got a scrimmage. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so it's here before you know it. Now, do you put your first-team offense against your first-team defense? We do that occasionally. Uh, not all the time. You know, we're a little scared of injuries, yeah. but – uh, our best work is usually when we go about 10 or 15 plays against each other. Yeah. It's, uh, 
it's uh, definitely definitely a sight to see. Your um, your championship game and 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 the the game before your championship game. Those were brutal games. I uh -huh. sat there and watched them. And I'm surprised anybody came out alive after those two games. I mean, right. it was unbelievable. How in the world did you get them through all of that? I'm telling you, it was a unique year last year with the whole COVID deal and, you know, trying to keep everybody healthy and seeing who's going to be quarantined this week. And, you know, we actually <laughs> lost a, a coach or two uh, that had to be quarantined. Our, our trainer uh, – we were without our trainer in the state championship because he was at home quarantine. But it was definitely a unique year. And then after that third round game with Riverdale, we were, whew, it was a physical they game. They put everything in that game. Well, they did. And I give them a lot of credit. It was, uh, it was uh, just like you'd imagine an Oakland-Riverdale game was supposed to be. Yeah. And usually what happens is in the third round, a couple of Rutherford County schools play each other and just beat each other to death, and then they're hardly able to stand the next week, and yeah. they get beat. But uh, we we were able to, you know, kind of rest our guys a little bit, but we did something that we hadn't tried before, but we, we did ice baths in November. Now, we've done them in July and August and tried to get their legs back under them, but we felt like our guys, you know, their legs were kind of shot, and, you know, it had been a pretty pretty long playoff run. Had a big game with Maryville coming up. So we threw our guys, even though it was about 20 degrees outside, we still took an ice bath and made all our starters do it. There were three or four that were dead set against it, but it seemed to work, you know. <laughs> I after, can agree with that. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. That was like a torture chamber. But I tell you, it ended up helping get their legs back. And, you know, week four and week five, the championship game, we had a great performance, and you could tell our guys oh, yeah. uh, kind of caught their second wind. The Riverdale game, to me, looked like it was the toughest because it uh, they did not want to lose to Oakland. Right. I mean, you guys had just pretty much taken over the whole area, and they wanted to make a statement. I, it, it, it looked like a, a concentration camp after that game on both sides. It was unbelievable. Well, it was. It was. It was a rough game, and you know, uh, they've got some really good players. Definitely, uh, you know, one of the better offenses we saw. Better, one of the better defenses we saw. Um, you know, Coach Holcomb is calling the plays over there. His mm -hmm. son's a quarterback. He does a heck of a job. Uh, their defense has got some really big athletic players, uh, so it was a it was a tough game for sure. Probably, like I said, one of our toughest uh, of the whole year. Yeah. How do you feel about the season? Uh, you know, we've got some key guys back on offense. You know that that touch the ball. We just gotta, you know. Uh, get some holes filled on the offensive line, tidy in, you know, our big blocking back. He he uh, graduated, quarterback graduated, our all-state kicker. You know, people don't think about that until you don't have one. But yeah. uh, the best punter in the state graduated. Uh, our defense has nine starters back, uh, which is That's really good. good. It's almost unheard of. But then at the same time, you know, they lost, you know, their best linebacker, uh, Kobe Manning, who's uh, going to uh, Birmingham to play ball, and then 
lost Victor Stevenson, who was our cornerback and punt returner. And sometimes he played a little quarterback, but you know that's two big losses on our defensive side. You know Victor's going on and playing at Cumberland, uh, but those two will be sorely missed, and it's going to be hard to replace them. But if we could replace those two, uh, we should be pretty good on defense for sure. How how much do you keep up with the other teams as far as the type of offense they run? Uh, uh, what particular plays will they run un under certain circumstances and things like that? Does that keep you – how in the world do you ever get home? I, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's possible. Well, it is, it is a little tough because everybody adds and takes away from one year to the next. But yeah. – uh, yeah, it is. That's part of the game, though. You know, it's kind of, I guess everybody calls it analytics nowadays. Yeah. But uh, we've been doing analytics for years and didn't even know it. So we we try to do a good breakdown of everybody we're playing and try to kind of figure out what they do well and see if we can't make them left-handed at least, you know, where uh, they got to do something they don't necessarily want to do uh, or maybe something they're not as good at. But uh, you do, you, you kind of break down some people and try to figure out, uh, you know, who their key player is, yeah. who they want, you know, to have the ball when it's uh, a gut check time and stuff like that. You have to have a lot of support at home, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, technology has made it better where you can take a laptop home with you and get a lot of your work done, uh, you know, and, and, and get it done at home. So we all, as coaches, have different assignments over the weekends. So, uh, we tell them, you know, instead of meeting on a Saturday and us all just sitting around the office, let's just go home, relax, get your work done by Sunday, and we'll all be good. When you call one of the other coaches at home, does the wife kind of give you a little bit of lip every once in a while? <laughs> yeah. They the probably, ladies have to ha have to take care of the home. Well, well you know right. how it is. They, they, uh, they sometimes are wondering, you know, why in the world – is he calling seven days a week? You know, yeah. so I understand that. But like I said, there's a lot of work to get done, and we have meetings, you know, usually after church on Sundays, yeah. and they can last for a long time if we let it. It's one of those jobs you have to throw everything into it, don't you? You have to absolutely love it and love the kids that play for you. Yes, yes, I, I agree with that. And that's the thing about it. I think our staff – you know, the, of course, you got to love kids. I think most coaches are in that, you know, job for the same reasons. Yeah. Uh, like being around young young people and all that. But I think our staff likes, you know, getting into film and watching the film and discovering things, you know, uh, just trying to see what makes the other team tick and stuff like that because it's, it's kind of a chess match. And, and that, uh, you know, that kind of keeps you on your toes and, uh, makes you wake up early in the morning, stuff like that. So that's uh, another fun part of the game that not everybody enjoys, but I think our staff does. It's one of those jobs that I think that every coach I've ever known made a big impact in my life. Now you're looking at all of those uh, young people that are playing for you, and it's, it's like um, – they will remember you for the rest of their lives for what you've done for them. And that, that's that got to be something really, really special because I've I, I seen it in almost every player that has been able to succeed at, at one thing or another. 
they will always refer to their coach. And uh, uh, I think that being a, a teacher in education it, it really does uh, resonate through that particular individual as they go through their lives and their particular careers. But there's something about coaches, they carry that to a different level. And uh, I have seen some people that were so angry with their coach, they never forgot it for the rest of their life. <laughs> right, but right. most of them, uh, if, if they give it uh, some thought, they can see Coach Creasy, Coach Kevin Creasy, was the major reason that I have been to be successful in my life and in my career and those type things. That That, that is something that... Um, Nobody can give you. It's something that you earn. Well, that is a big reward for sure. Yeah. Uh, makes it all worth it. Uh, but I got to say, it's it's a combination of a bunch of our coaches. You know, our whole staff. You know, they're good at developing young men. And yeah. like I said, a lot of times it's kind of like parenting. They don't realize it until they're grown and and kind of doing their own thing. So it sometimes takes years for them to appreciate it. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's always good to see former players coming back and, and tell you thanks and, uh, you know, let you know what key cog you were in their success. Yeah. And, and like I said, it doesn't have to be football. It could be life. You know, it could be work. It could be uh, the military. It could be being a good husband, a good father, stuff like that. So that's, that's ultimately uh, our reward is – sending out people that hopefully are good at football, but hopefully even better at, you know, life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I said, we get to see guys that do come back and, and share with us what they've been doing, and, and that's one of the best uh, rewards you can get. Yeah, you're the Pat Summit of football. <laughs> <laughs> Not hardly. I I wished I could just uh, get on her coattails. She is uh, a legend. Yeah, I remember uh, seeing her at one of the football games at UT. It's cold outside, and she was in a little golf cart, and somebody had left her sitting there. And I went over and talked to her, and I told my kids and grandkids, I said, this is this is a very, very special lady. Absolutely. And, and uh, you're, you're in the limelight, Kev, <laughs> and, and, and I am so proud of what you've done over well, at I appreciate that. Very special. All right, guys, we will see you in the morning at 9. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.